Hi, my name is Scott Deusa, and this is The Photo Breakdown. Photo Breakdown is a podcast where I talk with a photographer sharing the story of a specific photograph, technique, or business win. I'm your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and this is The Photo Breakdown. Let's break it down. Welcome to The Photo Breakdown. I'm sitting down with Scott Deusa to talk about a really, really uh, cool photo for multiple reasons. Uh, for those who have followed me for some time, uh, you know that I was, uh, still am technically a musician as well as a photographer. And the photo we're looking at today, we're going to be talking about today, is in the music realm. And uh, so, and it's also a very vibrant photo, uh, high contrast, beautifully lit. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna dig into it. But before we do, hello, Scott. <laughs> Hi, Scott. <laughs> oh boy, it's not too often that we get to do that on a on a podcast uh, with with two Scotts. Yeah, Scott um, with Scott, but, it's great. Yeah. So I just as a as a related note, so I I'm part of this group of photo friends that um, uh, pre pandemic we would get together once a year and travel somewhere and spend like a few days to a week photographing wherever we, we go. And on that trip, there was three Scots uh, and one of them, uh, and so three three people named Scott, including myself, and then one person not named Scott, but he's actually. Scottish. So there was three and a half Scots. Um, so, and that was, it also very, got very confusing when we were like sitting down for lunch or whatever. And, you know, everybody turns around <laughs> when your name is called. Yeah, oh, really. Boy, I stuff. bet. So, um, so let's start with an icebreaker. Sure. Um, let's see. I, I got a list I'm going to pick from. So, um, let's see. If you could give advice to your 16 year old self, what would it be? Practice your guitar more. Oh, <laughs> always. I think of that all the time because I started playing when I was 15 years old. I took guitar mm -hmm. lessons for four years during high school. And um, although I, I really am happy with pretty much where I am with that now, I wish I had just really do just dug in deeper, you know, and been one of those crazy like eight hour a day kind of people. Um, but I still, even though I, I can, I can play today and I'm happy and it's fun, but I would tell my 16 year old self, practice your guitar more. I'm going to leave any girl thing out of that, you know, but <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go with the guitar one. Awesome. Awesome. I, you know, I, I always thought that, um, uh, learn piano better would, would, yeah. would be mine in the, in the music topic for sure. Uh, I, you know, just, it's one of those instruments that really, uh, you go to somebody's house and they have a piano, you can just sit down. Not everybody has a, it's, it's not often that a guitar is sitting out when you go to a friend's house. You're whatever. right. You know, so my, 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 uh, my brother-in-law just bought a house not too long ago and he inherited a piano that came with the house. They didn't want to take it with him. Wow. And you know, you sit down and you're like, what should I play? Well, you know what? I'm, I can play piano, but I'm not good enough to just play something out of the, take out of the hat you know so it's one of those things but yeah anyway <laughs> i know what you, i know what you mean actually learning the piano would have been a good one to do when i was 16 yeah. as well yeah. but uh yeah. that wasn't the cool you know the cool thing you know you had to right. grow your hair long and play guitar and be in a band <laughs> and all that good stuff yeah um so my next question is what are you proudest of what am i proudest of um oh god that's a big big question but if i were to just put it simply uh what i'm most what I'm proudest of is the ability to actually teach people things. 
um, whether it be I used to teach guitar lessons. I teach photography now as, you know, for a living. I teach classes. I teach a lot. And I came, my mother was a teacher. My sister's a teacher. And it's just sort of ingrained in me. And it's not something that just anybody can do. Um, Every job that I ever had, my boss would always say, hey, can you train so-and-so on how to do this? And I'm, Mm. you know, because they couldn't and, and I could. And it just kind of found me. I didn't. Go, I, that was not my goal in life to be a teacher, but you know what? I really enjoy it. And so I'm kind of proudest of the fact that I can stand in front of a group of people. I can be on a video. I could be on a podcast like this. I can be virtually on, on a video um, class and um, I could just, I, I get the point across and I want to have fun with it. So I think that awesome, simple. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I you know, um, it's what being able to, to teach, uh, someone new to photography, someone that has been in photography, but trying to learn more. It, it's definitely a nice feeling when, when you walk away and, and you, you can see that the goal has been accomplished and they, yeah. they've, even if it's one little nugget that they walk away from, it's a good feeling. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's the best when someone says, thank you. I learned so much. Like when I would teach classes um, in person, you could see it on their faces. Now I teach to a camera lens that's shooting video and out (laughs) virtually, but in the chat at the end of the program, when people are saying, thank you so much, that was wonderful. I take that for real. I mean, people can say whatever they want to online these days and people say, thank you. That was great. So that makes me really very happy. It's very rewarding and it's kind of like an adrenaline rush afterwards. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, that's the best part of all of it. Yeah. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by my lead generation course for photographers called More Leads, More Clients. Yes, if you would like to increase the leads you're generating on your photography site, you can use the strategies I teach in my course. Access it at scottwyden.com leads. Let's break down the photo. <laughs> We are looking at uh, a beautiful yellow guitar, a beautiful yellow guitar, <laughs> and it's on this pitch black background. Yeah. Um, now, this photo is on your Instagram. Um, so, uh, again, for everybody listening, please be sure to go to the show notes, and we will be linking to this photo on Scott's Instagram so you can check it out. Um, what is beautiful about this as well is that you actually use the Instagram carousel uh, feature. So please be sure you swipe or click over to the other photos in the carousel because Scott includes behind the scenes photos of exactly how we photographed this photo that we're talking about today. Um, So first, uh, what is this guitar that you photographed? Okay, so this guitar has got an interesting little story behind it. This was never one of my main guitars when I was playing. I don't have that many, I have like seven guitars. This has always been my, uh, my wife calls it the ugliest guitar that I have because it's actually fluorescent <laughs> yellow and, and it's a throwback to the 80s, like completely, which, which was my heyday for playing guitar. So it's a total shredder. It's a, it's a Kramer, um, it's a Kramer guitar, but it's not the stock Kramer guitar. So any guitar players out there, you know, oh, wow, he's got a vintage Kramer from the 80s. Well, this one is fluorescent yellow. 
And um, I never expected it to photograph this well. And I keep, I look at this picture and I'm like kind of mesmerized by the color. It's really close to the original, but you know, photography just doesn't get that fluorescent part out of it. Right. So this looks like yellow, yellow, but it's really, yeah. I'm, tw 20 years ago, this was an ugly guitar. Now all of a sudden it's like back in style. So the story, the quick story behind this is I was <laughs> teaching guitar lessons at a music store in Waldwick, New Jersey called SG music. So, cause I know mm. you're from Jersey and if there's any yep. Jersey people here, you might know SG music. I was teaching guitar lessons there and <clears throat> I was with the owner of the store and this kid comes walking in and he's got this guitar in his hand and it's busted in half. And he goes, Oh man, I dropped my brother's guitar down the stairs and I busted the neck in half. I need to buy him a new guitar. What do you have? And so this kid had to buy his brother a new guitar that day. So I was looking at it and I'm thinking, you know what? Just a few days earlier than that, I actually went to the Kramer factory in, in Neptune, New Jersey, it was. And um, I bought some spare parts and I bought this Kramer American neck. And I thought, oh, this neck is beautiful. I'm going to make a guitar out of this. So I said, hmm, let me see. We took the neck off, the busted neck off. And I said, I'm going to see if this thing fits. And I said, hey, listen, I'll buy the guitar for parts from you. How much you want for it? And he goes, Oh, I don't know. How about like 60 bucks? And I said, you got it. So I gave him 60, 60 bucks <laughs> and I went home. The neck fit beautifully. And mm. it, it, it actually, I mean, it plays incredible. It's still a little screwed up on the electronics part and, and everything, but it plays great. And I love this guitar. And at one time I actually tried to sell this thing like back in, oh, I don't know, the early 2000s when this was the ugliest guitar in the world. I tried to sell it at a garage sale for 60 bucks and no one wanted it. And I'm, and I am so happy that no one wanted it because I just kept it. It was stayed in a case forever. And now I live in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee area now. And I have my, my studio room, which if you float through my Instagram, you'll see it. And I hang it up on my wall. It's wall decoration basically. So recently I started getting a little creative with photography and I shot a lot of my guitars, but this was the last one I did. And it actually turned out to be my favorite. It just photographs really well. Yeah. So in the behind the scenes photos, it looks more fluorescent than it does in the final photo. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. I guess it's it just a, the magic of lighting. It, it you know, um, it, it, is, it brought down the fluorescent aspect of it. It, uh, it, it always does. You know, it's kind of weird. Fluorescent um, colors are really hard to get right in photography. Um, yeah. But yeah, actually, I guess my iPhone behind the scenes photos, I guess iPhones know fluorescent colors better than a Sony. So who knows, but, it, yeah. but it's still, it still made a really cool image in a very small space. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about the lighting aspect. Well, first of all, before we do that, um, uh, before we dive into the lighting, the, so the, 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 the guitar is actually up on a slant. Now in the behind the scenes photo, you can actually see how you did it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, um, so did you light a certain way so that the uh, feet from the stand are just too dark to notice, or did you Photoshop that out? Um, actually, I well, one, I didn't touch this with Photoshop at all. I only processed it a little bit in Lightroom. Um, okay. I'm not a huge Photoshop person. I, I know enough mm -hmm. to make me stupid in Photoshop. Um, but Lightroom, <laughs> right there with you. Lightroom I'm okay. <laughs> so I might use a little bit of like, um, like a little bit of a brush and just take the exposure down. But yeah, mm. this stand that I have um, doesn't have a back to it. So I was able to lay the guitar down on its side and I actually propped it up on the feet of the stand so they would fall into shadow more. Mm. And um, because I, because either the, that or I had to recreate part of the guitar. So it was, it was teetering 
gently on there. I walked really slowly in my room because this thing would have fallen off in a heartbeat. And you know, you can tell, you can tell now if you look at the behind the scenes photo, you can see that it's, it's like just on the edge Yes. where, where instead of where, how you would normally fit, sit a guitar in there, it like, you know, straddled. <laughs> it, it, it is absolutely. But the best part yeah. was, is what I was doing is, and I'll talk about the lighting in a second. I was moving the lights. So one, the guitar would look good, but two, the stand went almost completely into shadow. And then all I did was just kind of um, do a little bit of a vignette around it to, to take out any of the extra that you might see a little hint of where the stand mm. is and just black it out. And, and I was really surprised that, that, that I could actually really get it like almost perfect black. I mean, I, there's probably a yeah. bunch more touch-ups I could do to this picture, but this was done processed and, and up on Instagram within minutes. I, I don't labor over images and I just like to get it right in the camera. That's, that's, yeah. It, this is something that I could see in a, in a Mac, you know, a catalog for, for look for a guitar. Yeah. Really. I mean, it, it sells the guitar. <laughs> it, it does. It, it does in a sense. And, and I posted this on a, on a Kramer fan page on Facebook mm -hmm. and oh, it got hundreds and hundreds of likes and questions and stuff. And somebody was asking me, how did you shoot that? So I hope that person that asked me that is listening to this because I actually wrote him back a pretty detailed description of how I did it. Um, but it's, it wasn't any sort of Photoshop magic. This is just, this is like 95% of the exact image when I shot it. And then I just did a couple touch-ups and processed it to give it a little pop. It's that's that's the way to do it. And and that's where as we as we transition into the lighting discussion, this is exactly where lighting comes in handy because yeah. you get the lighting right, you've got to do a lot less afterwards. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's more fun in my opinion, getting the lighting right is way more fun than than than, you know, killing yourself in Photoshop. <laughs> well, well, the creative process on this. So, like I one day I just I, Okay, so well, let me back up here. I'll start talking mm -hmm. about how, like, what I was using and stuff. The lighting is something. It's not flash. It's not. Um, uh, it's not uh, strobes or anything like that. The lighting is actually LED lighting, and I got this um, thing called Specular, and it's by a company called Spiffy Gear, and it's yep. actually sort of meant for the video industry. But I'm like, you know, I mean, my subject's not moving. I could shoot whatever exposure I want, and it was like. Yeah. I don't know, it's like a 60th of a second. You know, it really wasn't that low. Um, but so I got these specular lights from Spiffy Gear, if you guys want to look that up. But they're basically what they are is like a LED light um, bars, and you can put them together in certain ways, and then you can connect them together to make like a three-light setup, which is actually what I did with this. So I had this lighting system, and I'm like, you know what? I need to be creative today. And, and I'm like, okay, so I photographed my bass guitar first. And I did a real kind of close up. And you'll, if you look through my Instagram, you'll see all these pictures. And then I photographed my blue Charvel guitar. And then I'm like, okay, this is looking really cool. And then I photographed my, my natural wood carbon guitar. And then I picked out this yellow Kramer. And this is the one that made me excited. I'm like, okay, now I'm, now I'm getting there. So it took like four guitars in for the creativity to happen. And, um, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to perfect the process see the lighting, get the composition right. And it was, it was exciting because you could just move these lights and I'm watching the, the, what I was doing is I was tethered, um, to the computer and I was watching on my monitor in my studio here. And I say studio, this is my office, music room, photography, everything. It's just a room in my house. <laughs> and, and so I'm looking at the live view from the camera on my monitor. I was using a program called smart shooter Four. 
and I was tethered like with a, you know, an orange, um, uh, tether tools, uh, tether cable. Tools, yeah. Yeah. Straight into it. So I'm, I'm looking at the live view and I was able to actually move the lights because if you look at the guitar, as I'm talking to you about it right now, there's some highlights on the back of it. The back of the guitar mm -hmm. is lit and underneath the neck of the guitar is lit. And I was yeah. able to compose and move the lights. So the reflection of the lights was just where I wanted it to be. Because the first couple images, I'm like, oh, that's a big hot spot there. And oh, that's not really good there. And oh, I can see the stand there. So I started right. moving the lights around. And with live view on, I could just see exactly what they're going to look like before I take the picture. And so instead of using strobes and having to shoot the picture, move the light, shoot the picture, move the light, I was actually doing everything in real time live, tethered to my computer with live view on. So it made the process really easy, which was really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of the tether tool system too. Is just um, yeah, good quality long cables that can go where you need them, and uh, just the just having the nice tethering situation. Whether you're going into Lightroom or whatever software, mm -hmm. it's just a really nice thing. I do I do it whenever whenever I need to. <laughs> I, yeah. I do it, um, but. Uh, uh, those those cables come in real handy for a variety of things. They um, do. Um, yeah, and and the 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 specular lights from Spiffy, uh, the fact that they're short, narrow LED lights, I think is perfect for the product, the objects that you're photographing. Whether it's guitars, you have you've got violin in your in your on your Instagram. Yeah. Those are perfect because. They're not too big. They're not these giant light sources you need to worry about, you know, uh, flagging or whatever. They're they're very specific of, of where the light goes. And the best part is, is you can actually add them together so they make a larger light source or right, you can stretch right. them out. Like I had, I had like two end to end in front of the guitar. I had a couple end to end underneath the back. If you look in the behind the scenes in the third picture behind, like it was, this was sitting on like a Pelican case with a black, mm -hmm. um, piece of plastic over it and I put them on the ground pointing up. So that's the light that's actually highlighting the underneath side of the neck and the headstock. And then in, in like right next to the camera, I had one bar lighting the, the, the basically the um, side of the guitar where the uh, strap uh, goes. And because if I take that out, that would have fallen into shadow. So I had a three light setup. I had the front of the guitar, the side of the guitar and underneath the guitar for the neck. And that's where it all came together. I'm like, oh, now you can see it. And the background is just one of those pop up uh, Westcott, you know, um, you know, simple backdrops for like headshots and stuff. I think they call them the X, yeah. X backdrops or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The X drop. Yeah. X drop. X drop. Yeah. yeah, I have I have one of those. So that was just sitting in the background. So if you look in the behind the scenes picture, you can see that backdrop. And I mean, it was bright in the room, but those specular lights were really bright. So I was able to tailor the exposure to just the guitar itself and not have anything else really show up. So the backdrop actually did go black in the picture. Interesting. So you so you leave the room light on. You don't turn it off and just... I turned it off, but it didn't make much of a difference because I got two okay. bright windows in this room and oh, daylight okay. was just pouring in. So <laughs> it wasn't like I was shooting in the dark. Right. Um, so right. I just used the specular light. The power of those lights are actually... Those LED lights are really, really yeah. powerful and they're very yeah. much flicker-free, which is awesome so that you don't get like... Um, 
bands in your images from LEDs, like a lot of them right. do. And you also don't yeah. get exposure differences between pictures. Cause that's going to lead yep. me to my next point in this whole thing. You can't get this image the way I shot it in one single frame. Okay. Interesting. Because even at, even if I stopped the lens down, this was with a Sony a seven R four and a 24 to one Oh five lens. Okay. And I was back all the way at one Oh five for this to cut the amount of back ground down to just the guitar. So I didn't have any spillover. And also, um, it didn't have enough depth of field at like F 22 to be able to get the whole guitar in focus. So what I was doing is in the smart, so you, you had a focus stack. I did. So, oh, so what okay. I did was I actually brought the expo exposure back down. I don't know. It was, it was probably f 5.6 or something like that. Um, so I had a decent shutter speed just in case something moved, which nothing was moving. Mm -hmm. But, um, so what I did was I focused on that strap button on the end of the guitar. <clears throat> and then I used the smart shooter Four software to actually do a script called focus stacking. So it actually shot, I believe I remember I wrote uh, 27 images. Um, this one took. So I, and it was in a, a medium, like medium distance from near to far. And that's the way smart shooter works. It works in like small, medium and large increments. This one was perfect for like the medium increment. And so I focused on the button on the guitar and then I just ran the script and it just started shooting pictures and moving the focus point all the way down the neck of the guitar. Now I had it set for like 40 images, but I didn't need that many because in smart shooter, I used what's called a quick loop. And I, I put the little quick loop down on the tip of the headstock of the guitar. And I said, once that's in focus and starts to go out of focus because it went past there, I shut it down because I don't want anything else in focus, especially if it started to focus on the backdrop itself, you might see some texture. So I stopped the focus script after I saw the tip of the headstock of the guitar go in and out of focus in smart shooter. And I stopped the script right there. So That's that, great. that happened when I hit 27 images. Now here's the, where the magic part comes in. Smart shooter doesn't compile the stack just like, cameras these days that have a focus stacking ability only shoot the images. They don't compile it. So you need a piece of software to do that. I've done it in both Photoshop and a program called Helicon Focus. Photoshop is one, not very good at it. And it's a real pain in the neck to do. Helicon Focus does this thing automatically. So get this. So here's where I get kind of techie geeky on this. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, go for um, it. So Smart Shooter was shooting the focus stack into a folder called a watch folder. Helicon Focus is watching the watch folder and it's programmed to take the newest set of images and put them together, stack them together and give you one sharp picture. Now, how does it know to do this? It actually has a setting in there. So it's watching this folder and it waits. Um, it sees new images coming in and when it stops, it waits an, an amount of time. I have it set to like 15 seconds. So after 15 seconds, it doesn't see any more images coming in. Then it picks the last set of images that just came in, stacks them together and spits out a picture for you and you get everything in focus. It's just, oh. it's the coolest workflow in the world. So I didn't have to manually go into Helicon Focus, select all the images, focus stack it. I had it set up to do this watch folder and smart shooter, run the script, let it go, watch it all, stop it when I needed to. Helicon Focus picks it up, stacks them all together, spits out an image. I bring it into Lightroom, do a couple touch-ups and I'm done. That's fantastic. That definitely makes the workflow way simpler than what it could have been. <laughs> I, 
yeah, you know, when I started getting into this and I'm like, oh, this, this was too easy on one guitar. So I got to shoot another one. Now I got to shoot another one. Now I got to do my violin and not that I could play the violin, but I have one and I want to shoot the violin. I shot my acoustic guitar, which I didn't post. And I just started shooting like everything because one, it was set up and two, it was working so great. I didn't want to waste the opportunity. Um, regarding the violin. Yeah. Uh, so you, we were talking before we started recording that we have a lot in common. I also own a violin and do not know how to play it. <laughs> My, <laughs> just a friend of mine gave it to me after a trip to Ireland when I said, I want to learn how to do that. And um, I started trying to do some video lessons and, and it sounds like cats screaming. So <laughs> I, I just, it's wall decoration at the moment, but I, Hey, I live in Nashville now. I think there might be a fiddle teacher in town. Got it. Uh, probably, that. probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine, uh, unfortunately mine came from an uncle who passed. Uh, it was in his house when we were cleaning it up and, um, it turns out that it was a pre-World War II violin. Ooh, wow. It's, it's super busted up. Uh, I even tried getting it restrung and, and this, it won't, it, yeah. So, but I'm not using it. It's in the case. It's staying, uh, you know, <laughs> I say just a, photograph it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would, if I was, if I was going to do that, I'd, I'd want to clean it up a little bit, but I don't know. I just, Oh right yeah. Now, just, Speaking yeah. of that, oh my gosh, I had no idea how dirty all my stuff oh, was yeah. until I started Fair shooting these. And I'm stuff. like, oh man, now I got to go find cleaning solution and a rag and everything and start, mm. oh. but they, all my instruments needed to be cleaned anyway. But man, I tell you, focus stacking shows everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've, you're talking a shiny surface. You can have fingerprints. You're going to have pick, pick scratches all over it. Oh goodness. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple <laughs> small little tiny dings on this yellow mm. guitar that bother me. And I touched one or two of them out just, just so it wasn't a distraction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was really cool, but it was, a, it was just a creative fun day to do that. And I ended up with some cool stuff on Instagram and which led me here. And now I'm like, Oh, so it was worth it. The day was worth it. You know, yeah. hey, just tell yeah. people about it and, and, uh, it's cool. So if people check but, it out, you know, that'd yeah. be great. And, and now you have a process down to photograph guitars. So when, mm. when, uh, you know, Bender and, and Gibson come calling, you, you've got a, you've got a process made. Yeah, actually there's a, <laughs> there's a guitar player here in Nashville who plays with, uh, uh, the Ace Fraley band. And, um, a, a couple months ago he was like, dude, I really need, I've got this really great guitar that I need some pictures of and I'll call you next week. But we never really hooked up. But at the time I didn't have this process down and I'm like, okay, well let's talk about it. Now I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I got something new, a new way to show him um, whatever this guitar looks like that he needs pictures of. And uh, I'm like excited to, uh, to, to, I almost want to contact every musician in Nashville that I know and say, give me your most interesting instrument for a day. If, yeah. you, if you trust me. And I just want to start documenting them. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, you know, there's a wealth of that stuff around here and, yeah and you know, why not? I mean, I'm That'd like be a fun project. Yeah. That'd be a real fun project. Yeah. There's nothing special about the instruments I own. They're not classic. They're not vintage. They just happen to be in style again. You know, it's like back in the eighties, I was the master of like the $500 guitar. You know, you go to Sam Ash music, you buy a blue Charvel and you're all set 500 bucks, mm. you know? I'm uh, I'm 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 giving you a title for this project. You should call it uh, "Treasured Axes." Treasured Axes. Ooh. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> you get total credit for that one, Scott. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, well, Scott, thank you so much for breaking down this photo with me. Yeah. Um, I've got one more question for you. Sure. Or two more, but first one: What should I have asked you but didn't? Uh, um, 
catch me off guard. Yeah, oh, what should I have asked you but didn't? Mm -hmm. uh, you pretty much asked me some really interesting stuff. Um, maybe what else do I like the photograph besides guitars and things like that? All right. What else do you like to photograph? My favorite stuff to photograph is live music, concerts. And nice. I've been a concert photographer for many, many years. And I used to teach, um, along with a, a great concert photographer, Alan Hess on the West Coast, I used to teach mm -hmm. uh, concert photography workshops at Photoshop World each year. And um, I, I'm hopefully going to be shooting uh, pictures of Miles Kennedy soon. He's coming into Nashville. Uh, and, um, and I work with a bunch of different bands. So that's my, that's my favorite thing to do. My second favorite thing to do is travel photography. Mm. Um, I, my previous job, I used to travel all over the world. So I really, I have the travel bug and I love doing that. And then my third favorite thing is aviation photography. Actually. Um, I love, oh, I love air shows. I used to do a lot of air shows and, um, uh, I'm a part of what's called ISAP, which is the International Society of Aviation Photographers. The, mm -hmm. There's a group of people that just know so much about airplanes, so much more than I ever would. But airplanes were like my favorite thing when I was a kid. So just send me to an air show and I'm a happy person. So kind of a little roundabout thing there. So what you need to do is travel to some location that's having an air show and along the way, photograph a band live. Yeah. In the, in the same location and hey. then you, you've got it you've got it made score absolutely <laughs> so, um so where can our listeners connect with you online well um on instagram it's my first initial and last name i'm probably going to do something different soon but it's s-d-i-u-s-s-a so at s-d-u-s-a on instagram that's where i kind of post most of my stuff scott d-u-s-a um d-i-u-s-s-a photography on facebook um, you can ping me there. Um, if you friend me on Facebook, on my personal side, if I don't know you, I'm, I'm probably going to let you go. Cause mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, it's too much to handle. And I, you know, but I'd rather, if I'm going to talk photography, I want to be, you know, through my photography page or through Instagram. And, um, uh, if you go to scottdeusa.com, that's my website, which I try to keep fairly updated with some of my stuff. And, um, uh, but not as much as like the Instagram, Instagram seems to be doing really well. Um, so I post most of my rock and roll and, and stuff pictures there. The Scott to use of photography on Facebook is more of anything photography related. Instagram's a little bit more music, um, focused. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the photo breakdown for the show notes and to see the photo that we shared today and talked about today, visit photobreakdown.com. <laughs>